Welcome to this podcast of the Grazia Dio Business Review. This is Audra Quinn, Managing Editor of the GBR, and I'm here today with Luke Berlin, winner of the Grazia Dio School Student Paper Competition for his paper, The Internet and Globalization, 10 Tips to Building an Effective Digital Strategy for Global Success, which is published in Volume 14, Issue 4 of the Grazia Dio Business Review. Thanks for being here today with us, Luke. Thank you for having me. Sure. So Luke is a digital and globalization strategist, a social entrepreneur, and he's also founder and CEO of Miggle, a social collaboration platform. And we hope to have him back soon to hear a little bit more about that. He'll be graduating with an MBA from the Grazia School of Business and Management in spring of 2012. So Luke, could you first kind of share with us a little bit about your background and how you became interested in digital media? Sure. Um, well, the journey started nearly six years ago, and quite frankly, I stumbled onto it. Um, my background was actually life sciences. I have a degree in chemistry, and I attended UCLA as a biochemistry major for a short while. Um, on my path to medical school, of course, uh, but then I sort of lost interest and decided to take a break and try other things. Um, one day, while browsing uh, Craigslist, I saw an ad from Shopzilla seeking French speakers. Um, Shopzilla at the time was an early pioneer of comparison shopping e-commerce industry. Um, I joined their international team doing content operations for the French market. Uh, the team got relocated to London, but I decided to stay. Uh, unfortunately, I had the option to move to any other department within the company. Um, I met with the director of search engine marketing. I had a very good understanding of internet marketing and he thought I was a bright uh, person. So I uh, decided to give me a chance and that's where the love story began and I've never looked back. What was it about search engine optimization that kind of drew you? Uh, well, I think, uh, I think the internet was pretty popular at the time. Uh, of course, that was post.com boom. Um, and, you know, I, I was just like, well, what's this? What's this? technology, like what's the internet, and I uh, started checking out what uh, a lot of companies were doing online, um, you know, was fascinated by it. Uh, one very interesting thing about me is that I have a very um, analytic, but also creative side, and search engine marketing, or just marketing in general, just seemed like a perfect fit for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And so you speak French and English, any other languages in there? Uh, I used to be quite fluent in Spanish and I'm learning Mandarin right now. So, um, you know, I'm not as, as uh, I'm not quite trilingual as I used to be, but hopefully I can get back. Right. Yeah. yeah. A lot of talents there. Great. So in the article, you discuss the symbiotic relationship between global exports and the proliferation of the internet. So could you tell us a little bit more about your findings there? Yes. Um, well, if you were to look over the past decade or so, uh, there's been a big jump in global exports as a percent of GDP uh, from around 21% in 1995 to 29.3% in 2009. And that's roughly an 8.4 percentage point jump in just 13 years. Uh, in the grander scale of things, that might not seem much, but if you were to look back in history, it took 27 years from 1968 to 1995 for global exports to grow by about the same percentage. So obviously there is evidence of a catalyst that's allowing businesses to find and sell in foreign markets and thus as accelerating export growth. Um, and of course, what's the big legacy of the 1990s besides the hammer pants, right? Um, <laughs> that's the commercialization of the internet. Uh, which really starts to take off around 1995. Um, during the same time frame, world internet users grew from 0.08% in 1995 to 26.3% in 2009. So 
you know, one might say maybe it's just a coincidence, but I'd have to disagree because if you looked at uh, both the growths of GDP and worldwide internet users on the graph, the trend of the slopes is nearly identical, um, meaning that the faster people have been able to access the internet, the faster global exports grew. Um, the only exception, of course, was in 2009 because of the global recession. Um, but I expect uh, that to quickly change within the next five years or so. Mm -hmm. And so do you still have a, a pair of hammer pants? I never had a pair of hammer pants. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> I didn't either. I did have a hypercolor shirt, though. Do you remember those from the 90s? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, can, I just pictured you with one. Uh, <laughs> It's, it's not too much of a stretch, I'm sure. <laughs> no, I'll survive. <laughs> okay, so obviously this is a huge game changer in business. How do you see this transforming the way that people do business in the future? Yeah, you're right. Um, it's absolutely, there's absolutely no question that it's a game changer for not just global organizations, but consumers as well. Right? The internet has lowered barriers of entry for many businesses, it's reduced transaction costs, and it's enabled firms to tap into international markets. Many of them in languages and cultures that are totally foreign to them. I mean, if you were, you know, 20 years ago, it'd be very difficult for a company in the Midwest who has no experience in Europe to go and sell to the European consumers, but now they can do it via a website. Um, and, and that's really the power of digital media. Um, all of this essentially translates to greater choices for consumers, right? Um, you know, it takes us back to a lot of supply and demand and with greater supply comes better prices. So everyone benefits, especially emerging and developing countries, which I'm very interested in, because that's really where the global digital revolution is having the most impact by reshaping the underlying economies. Um, anything that facilitates the flow of goods and feedback between consumers and producers um, is definitely good for economic progress. Mm -hmm. Excellent. So listeners, just a reminder that Luke's article can be found in Volume 14, Issue 4 of the Grazi Dio Business Review at gbr.pepperdine.edu. And some interesting graphs to check out there. Um, so, of course, with more and more people accessing the web everywhere, um, companies need to develop an effective digital strategy. How do you do that when this landscape is changing so rapidly? Well, um, quite simply by understanding that there is no other way. Um, and, you know, a digital strategy is key for any organization wanting to be relevant now and moving forward. Um, the internet and web technologies have become part of our culture. I mean, to understand what I mean, give an iPad to a four or even three-year-old and see how they interact with it. And then keep in mind these are your future consumers. So no, it does not get any easier, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, if you look at, there was a recent report by Cisco that says mobile traffic, meaning people using their smartphones to access the web, will be up 131% this year compared to 2010. Um, now is the perfect time to jump on the digital wave. Uh, the article details 10 steps organizations can follow to get started, but it really all starts with understanding your business, embracing the technology, and doing absolutely everything you can to keep up. Mm -hmm. Right. So as you mentioned in the paper, there are 10 tips that you offer for organizations to achieve digital globalization and become an online success story. Can you kind of tease listeners with, and just share maybe one of those for us? Sure. Um, of course, I think all of them are extremely valuable, but as a digital globalization strategist, I'd have to say think global and act local, right? Um, globalization is here to stay, and it seems some businesses are still in a state of denial. Um, sure, it's not been a perfect transition, but overall, the trend is positive. 
the challenge many businesses face now and in the foreseeable future is not as much finding foreign markets, but what do you do when you're in? A lot of factors play into successfully selling abroad. One of them, which many businesses again tend to overlook, is the impact of culture and businesses. How are you positioning your product to fit within the culture and demographic of a foreign market? Is your strategy uniform or flexible? Are you in for the long term? These are all very important questions that, if not properly addressed, can reduce or eliminate an organization's foreign market opportunities. Um, finding solutions to such questions is what drives me, and I'm extremely passionate about it. Uh, that's why I travel all over the world to study foreign markets, their cultures, and how technology is shaping their societies. Of course, I'm available to share my findings and provide my services. <laughs> and do you have a website you can share with listeners? I do have a website, but it's under construction right now. But uh, for any information, I'd request people to send me a message via my LinkedIn, and it's pretty straightforward. It's Luke Berlin, L-U-C-B-E-R-L-I-N. Very good. Okay, can you give us an example of a company that has embraced this technological evolution and has done really well with their digital strategy? Sure. Uh, there are certainly many companies that are successfully leveraging the power of the internet, but one which I'm very familiar and admire is LegalZoom.com. So here is a company that's taken a slow, cumbersome, expensive, and almost privileged offline practice and brought it to the web, simplified it, made it affordable certainly for many, and most importantly, it works. By the way, for people who don't know, LegalZoom.com provides self-help legal document preparation like wills, trust, business incorporations, and intellectual property filings. Um, they have totally disrupted an entire industry. They have over 1 million customers. They have a strong social media presence. Uh, not as strong as Justin Bieber's, but um, they have over 118,000 Facebook likes. They have a strong presence on Twitter. And a majority of their revenue comes from a, their digital initiatives. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Okay, and just to kind of conclude here, what is the the new um, face of digital marketing? Is there anything, any new technology that you're really excited about? I'm very excited about mobile, of course. Uh, I think you know that's really where uh, the entire industry is heading. Um, uh, there are still some challenges as far as you know. Uh, especially at the point of sale for advertisers, right? Not everybody on their mobile phone is ready to buy, but more and more people are turning towards the mobile devices to access the internet, um, look for information and digest that information. So there are certainly a lot of opportunities for um, global organizations to tap into the, the now the mobile revolution. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Luke, and sharing some of your expertise. We really appreciate it. It's been my pleasure. And be sure to check out the full-length article, The Internet and Globalization, 10 Tips to Building an Effective Digital Strategy for Global Success at gbr.pepperdine.edu. Thanks for tuning in to this podcast of the Grazi Dio Business Review.